Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. This week, we're going to be answering the question, can yoga help me get shredded? Or really, is yoga enough for general fitness, you know, getting people in shape? Uh, this idea was, this episode idea was brought to you by Not Your Typical Doctors. If you don't follow them on Instagram, please do, and their podcast is really great information out there. Uh, but I thought it was a really great episode idea because, you know, when you hear yoga, typically you think of it's super relaxed and it's zen and it's just like gentle stretching and yada yada, which is true. But also there is very strenuous things that you can do in yoga, which I feel can serve pretty much general population to, to get people fit. Um, and it's a real gentle way and you can, you know, ups, you can scale it up to make it really, really difficult and you can scale it down to kind of find and meet people where they're at. Uh, now for me personally, I use yoga more as a recovery tool, something to do in between the days I'm resistance training. Cause that's kind of my main thing I really like to do. Um, but that's how I use it. And that's another way we can use yoga as well. And we'll talk about that later in the episode. So first, I'm going to hit this from a couple different angles. First, just kind of very beginner, you know, if you don't do any sort of resistance training, you don't work out, you don't do kind of going from nothing, if you want to go to something, what would that look like? And then later in the episode, I'm going to kind of talk about how yoga can help people that are already working out, kind of the fitness fanatics out there, and help them reach their goals as well. So, so the first thing for, you know, general fitness, what we really have to first define is what is fitness? And everyone has a totally different idea of what fitness is to them. So before you get started on anything, right, not just talking about yoga at this moment, you have to really define or what is the goal here, right? Is, is fitness having fucking six-pack abs and just being super shredded to you? You know, it might be. Or is fitness just like, I want to be able to keep up with my son not get uh, very tired. I want just to improve my health overall. And those are two completely different things, um, but we can still define it as being fit, right? So for the all intents and purposes, when it comes to this general population, I'm, I'm defining fitness as being able to do life without becoming very uh, fatigued. So, you know, going up and down stairs, chasing your kid around, mowing the lawn, you know, fucking gardening, taking out the trash. Doing all of these things without being like, oh, fuck. oh God, I can't. Man. I'm sure if somebody like auto, you like cut that piece out of the podcast right now, it'd be super inappropriate. But you get what I'm saying, right? Being able to do life without becoming super fatigued. That's how I'm defining fitness when it comes to the general population where I'm talking about right now. And why I feel yoga is a great way to get into that if you're not doing anything right now is first, it requires little to no equipment. And, you know, some things like running can be the same, but I'll talk about why I don't particularly like that reason right now. But yoga is little to no equipment. You buy a yoga mat, you could probably get a, a pretty, like a cheap one for about $20. If you want to make an investment, of course, they go up in price from there. And also there's little to no cost to entry, 
right? You can go to Yugo Studio and get like a, a drop-in for about $10, $15, depending on where you're living. Also, you can just fucking hop on YouTube or any sort of uh, social media and you can find some sort of small short sequence and build from there. You can kind of build your confidence a little bit and then maybe go to a yoga studio, right? So the what I found, this is pretty interesting when I was doing um, research for this podcast, was I found a study in the Yoga Journal, okay, let's talk about this study, that it took uh, just regular old folks and they started doing a, a yoga program, started doing it, I believe, like three, four times a week. And by the end of this 12-week period, they had each improved, you know, their, their muscular endurance, their cardiovascular health. Everything kind of improved just a little bit, but just by, you know, using their body weight and using uh, yoga poses and all that sort of stuff, which I think is a really great way. It just highlights how great this can actually be. So you may be thinking, all right, yeah, I want to do that. Uh but what type of yoga should I be, you know, talking about? What kind of yoga should I go see? So there are a few different types. Again, there's many different varieties of yoga out there, if you didn't know. Uh, what I really like to do is a vinyasa flow. So vinyasa flows are kind of what you see in, in movies or TV shows. When you think of yoga, it's just like moving from one pose, then flowing to the next pose. And then, but they're still kind of challenging depending on where you're at, you know, physically in your, in your fitness. Um it helps you move with the breath and become very aware of your body and what it can and can't do at that moment, right? So vinyasa flow, I feel, is a really great way to to introduce you to this more um, more challenging types of yoga. And then you, you can kind of step it up from there. And when you talk about stuff like ashtanga or even power yoga, power yoga is just like straight up calisthenics and yoga poses at the same time, right? So you're you're doing a lot of it's very hot. You're moving a lot. You're not just like, you know, typically in a yoga class, you're, you're holding a pose for maybe a couple breaths and then you go into the next one. But with a power yoga, you're kind of just going into a pose, out of a pose, moving to a next pose, going to this pose, and, and like continually, just continuously going in a cycle or a sequence, right? And working your entire body and you're breathing hard and you're moving. Um, so that's a, like a step up. And, you know, even from there, you can go to a Bikram class. Now, Bikram classes are, any Bikram class you go to, which I, this is the part I kind of like, is it's the same sequence. No matter where you go, it's the same sequence because that's how it's built um, by the guy that created it. However, what's very intense about these classes is that they're held in these fucking hot-ass rooms. Um, I think plus 100 degrees, they pump the, the room full of heat, and you're doing these classes. And that really builds up the intensity without really uh, moving you too much, uh, not really making a lot of calisthenics, but it's, it's intense in another way. And I really like them. Uh, I haven't done one in a long time, but I'm just a sweaty motherfucker. So when I do it, I, I drench my mat and my towel. It's, it's completely disgusting. But that's another way you can kind of intensify your, your yoga practices. So for general fitness, again, I think this is a great way. Yoga is a good thing. Uh, I didn't, you know, you can run. But here's my thing about running is uh, if you can, if you just run, right, and you just move your body in that same pattern, yada, 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 there, the risk of injury, I feel, is very, very high, depending on when the last time you ran actually was. What I think people, a lot of people forget is running is a skill, right? It's a thing that we learn how to do. And then if you don't do it for a long time, you fucking forget how to do it, right? I, I rarely run. I do not like doing it. Uh, I run once a year for my physical fitness exam, and that is about it. I, I kind of prepare myself for it, 
but I've been running a little bit more lately because my I'm due next month for my test. And I'm just like, ooh, shit, I got to remember how to move my body right. And it sounds super silly, but moving and running efficiently and effectively is a skill. So if you want to go from like sitting on the couch to running, uh, I feel like the, the risk of injury is very, very high when you do that sort of stuff and you get out of the game. Um, and then you're just moving in the same pattern all the time. So again, I'm going to talk about this in the next topic is yoga allows our body to move in so many different ways. A lot of ways we didn't think we just don't normally do in life. And that helps our body prepare itself to, you know, pick up stuff and twist and, you know, bend down and pick things up and maybe pick stuff up with one leg up in the air. So you, you build these other skills, not just strength, but also, you know, stability and mobility, which again, if you're talking about general fitness, again, doing life without being fatigued, yoga really serves the general population. I feel very, very well. Um, but let's just say, you know, I'm not a general pop. I've been fucking going to the gym forever, bro. And that's great. I think yoga also can benefit those people as well for the following reasons. Uh, well, let me tell you about my story first. Um, I've, you know, been working out since I was about 15, 14 years old, as you can tell by this amazing physique that I have. Um, and I used to, again, as, I think there's a younger guy uh, habit. And I would just fucking hit the gym six, seven days a week. No, no program whatsoever. It would just be a hundred percent every single day. And I never really got super fit. Right. Um, and I didn't really understand it. I was like, well, I guess I'll just hit the gym harder. Cause if I, if I hitting it this hard, isn't doing it, then obviously I just have to do more. And as I've gotten older, I realized, oh, like the less I do, it's more is less sometimes. Um, and now I work out I, three times a week and versus six or seven, my programming is kind of, I never really max out. I just kind of hit this moderate weight and I feel really good in my body. And in between all those workouts, I do my yoga flows to, to help myself uh, to progress and to recover. So for the fitness fanatics out there, listings, first thing we got to talk about is the planes of motion. So our body can move in a lot of different ways, right? And we can break it up into two or three, excuse me, three different planes. First, the, the sagittal plane. So if you imagine your body and I got a pane of glass and I just put it right in the middle of your body and it separates your body from right to left. So anything that moves parallel to that line, that is sagittal plane. So again, I, I talked about running. So you're running, you're swinging your arms, you're swinging your legs. That's all sagittal plane, right? So now if you're always lifting or moving in that plane of motion, you never really express your body in all the different fluid ways it can move. And the more you stick to this plane of movement when you want to cut sideways or you know jump or move it or twist your body's not used to doing that your risk of injury really goes up uh, the other plane of motion is the frontal plane so if i got that same plane of glass and i put it in between your body and now i separate your front and your back then that's the you know anything that moves around parallel to that line that is the the frontal plane of motion so like a jumping jack right your arms are moving up and down you're abducting and adducting your, your stuff. And then on top of that is the transverse. So if I separate your body from top to bottom, like at the waist, that's more of a twisting, right? How often do we actually twist and stuff like that? So when we're fitness fanatics and we go to the gym a lot and we don't express our movement in all these different planes and exercise and uh, load these different planes, when we start to live life, right? I've known a lot of dudes that are can deadlift crazy amounts of weight, but they fucking pull their back out 
when they pick up a box and twist because they haven't worked that plane of motion yet. Now, if you're really into the gym, of course, you're probably already doing things in all the different planes of motion, like you're, you're doing twists, you're doing carries, everything to kind of round yourself out. But I would say that a lot of people out there that go to the gym, maybe maybe novice lifters, um, aren't really doing that. They just stick to their, their straight line lifts. Like anything you're lifting, it's in a straight line. Bench press, fucking a squat, you're moving up and down. A deadlift, you're moving the bar up and down. How often are you picking, picking up a weight, putting it overhead, twisting your body? I'm talking talk about like kettlebell stuff. So again, although you don't have to do all that, I think yoga, if you do go to a yoga class every now and then, it's going to help you. This first is going to make you express those movements in a lot of different ways. And it's going to, first it's going to humble you because <laughs> if you're not used to moving in that, that sort of stuff, it can cause, it can, it can be a struggle. And I have seen a lot of people that are very strong, big dudes that they go to yoga class thinking it's going to be super easy. And I'm just talking about like side angle poses, nothing super advanced. And they're just fucking struggling and, and just sweating so much because they're not used to moving their body and holding these bodies in awkward positions. So if you are a, a fitness fanatic and you're already kind of lifting the gym, I, I recommend that you do start doing yoga again to move in these other ways of, of moving. Wow, that's super poetic there, Luis. To move in different planes of motion to strengthen them and just to build awareness in your body, right? If we can twist, you know, in a certain in a certain way without any load on us, we just to know what that feels. The next time we pick up a box, we can maybe move a little more carefully, or our body knows how to do that and, and protect ourselves and not hurt ourselves. The second thing, when it comes to fitness fanatics, is uh, addressing the the cortisol junkies that are out there. Now, I have to admit, I was super into CrossFit at some point in my life, and. Again, looking back, now knowing what I know, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Because if you don't know, CrossFit workers are super, they're very, very intense. And I would always leave the workouts fucking like, ah, fuck it. I did something today. I, I worked hard. I was out of breath. I was beat the fuck up. And I would just go the next day and do it again. But I never really, again, I never really progressed my strength or my aesthetics the way I really wanted to in that point in my life. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Well, I guess I'll just work out harder and do more days. And that's well as my thought process. Now, for people that run a lot, um, you know, the, the cortisol, again, cortisol is our, our stress hormone and it, it ramps up, right? And working out is a stress on our body. Our body doesn't know that we're just working out. It just knows that like, I'm breathing a lot harder right now. Uh, I'm lifting something super heavy over and over again. So something's happening. So I'm going to ramp up the cortisol to get me out of the situation, right? And cortisol ramps up that stress hormone and then we get through it and it gives us this kind of like good feeling after like, oh yeah, I did something. Yeah, that's good. And then you come down and you kind of recover. However, what can happen is if you get too much cortisol in your, in your body, you will never really fully recover because you're always in this heightened stress state. So long-term exposure to cortisol can lead to, you know, it can lead to uh, holding on to body fat rather than trying to get rid of it. But again, because your body's so fucking stressed, it's like, hold on, I, I need to hold on to these calories because something's going on right now and it just holds on to them. It also can lead, uh, you know, loss of libido or even affect our fertility, right? I, I've heard a lot of stuff when women, they're, 
their calories are so low and they're working out so much that they actually lose their menstrual cycle, right? Because that cortisol is just fucking them up. Uh, and But in good amounts, cortisol is very good. It goes up and down. We should stress our bodies in adequate amounts to build more or more of a resistance and make our bodies a little bit stronger. So how does this affect, you know, if you are this type of person, how can yoga help you, right? So for this type of person, I would recommend a more gentle type of yoga because it's going to help them recover, right? And that's the biggest thing is more is not, like less is more in this case. So if you hit the gym, do so adequately, but then really take time to just rest and digest and relax. And as I've mentioned so many times on this podcast, that yoga has this ability to just tap into that parasympathetic, relaxed state and allow our bodies to recover, right? And that's a very, very, it's just a really good, underestimated and undervalued thing. You know, sleep, proper nutrition, and recovery. Those are really key things to the fitness fanatics out there to get your gains, bro, basically. And, you know, so how does this all fucking help me get shredded, right? This is a couple different things. First, it decreases our risk of injury. If we move our bodies in so many different ways and we're used to it and we're primed and we're mobile and we're stable, which yoga can help us build, we're less likely to hurt ourselves when we're lifting in the gym. And also, you know, that le- that decreased risk of injury makes us, our lifting career, whatever you want to call it, longer. So we get to spend more time in the gym to reach whatever goal or just to enjoy this thing that we enjoy doing longer, right? And by recovering, we can then really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Have the stimulus that we're looking to get when we're lifting weights, right? We have to rest, allow our body to recover, and then we can hit the gym again a little bit harder maybe, or just, you know, at our full capacity for that day. So that's the the big thing when it comes to, you know, to yoga when it comes to fitness fanatics, right? First, it helps you recover. That's the biggest thing. And also by doing it, you work your muscles and move your body in ways that you wouldn't normally do just by lifting weights or running or whatever it is you're into. Um, so, you know, in conclusion, the, the biggest thing I've, <laughs> I like to echo is, you know, yoga is fucking thousands of years old. And if it were bullshit, I think we would have been calling it bullshit by now, right? But it's still around. It's still very popular. And it's still, you know, some top athletes do yoga regularly, right? I, I looked this shit up. Again, I'm not a sports guy. But people like LeBron James, Ray Lewis, the whole Seattle Seahawks football team have yoga in their program to keep them in the game longer, right? To help them recover, to risk the decreased risks of injury. So what are the three things we can do from this episode we can take away? First, if you're not doing it already, yoga, I mean, give it a shot. What the fuck else you, you got to lose, right? Do some sun, go on YouTube, hit up, look up sun salutations and just do that. And let me know how you feel afterwards. Just give it a shot. I think a lot of people are afraid they're like, they'll like it. Uh, I put a question up the other day. It's just like, why don't more men do yoga? And I got a couple different answers and I might do an episode on that later. The second thing for beginners is, again, yoga has this great ability to get you from not doing absolutely anything to moving your body in a lot of different ways, which is going to prepare you, I feel, for life. Again, general fitness, doing life without becoming super fatigued. And for the fitness fanatics out there is just slow down. You want to be doing this lifting thing for the rest of your life. I mean, I do. So do it carefully 
work in some time to relax, recover. You cannot go 100% all the time. It needs to be sub-maximal effort to play the long game in this whole fitness game that I fucking love so much. That is all I have this week. I hope you all got something out of this. Maybe some science shit. Maybe you'll go try some yoga now. If you do, please let me know what it's like and what your experience was like. Um, That is all I have this week. I think I just said that again. Uh, I had my coffee. I'm just kind of ramped up. The kid's napping. I'm fucking, I don't know. I might go take a nap right now. I might watch some TV in peace. Who knows? But thank you for listening. If you like what you're listening, please leave a rating review. Share it with somebody. Send me a message. If you have any episode ideas, please let me know. Anything you would like me to cover. I appreciate you guys listening, and I'll talk to you next week.